Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. Well, hello and good evening, everyone, and welcome to the call. Um, we're so happy that you could join us. And um, we have with us Dr. Michael Fitch. He is a medical doctor in, in um, Alaska. He has a practice um, called um, Concierge medicine of Alaska, and he has a lot of knowledge and information to share with us as it relates to the health conditions that many of us are dealing with out here. So far on our series, we've been talking about high blood pressure and diabetes and really learning some excellent information on how to um, understand these uh, conditions, first of all, but also things that we can do to really um, Take care of ourselves. So I'd like to welcome Dr. Fish to the call. Hey, Dr. Fish, you out there? Yes, I am. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Erica. Thank, I'm glad to be back here. Uh, another another week to talk about uh, interesting health talks. And uh, um, last week we got a chance to do a brief introduction about a big topic that's near and dear to all of us, uh, diabetes. And I thought that we would talk about it a little bit more over the course of these uh, maybe next few sessions just so that everybody can have a very good working knowledge about diabetes since it does affect so many people. Yes, indeed. So, yes, uh, we're definitely um, looking forward to hearing what you have to say on diabetes. So just uh, take it away. I will. Thank you so much. Well, you know, um, thank you again, Erica, for for doing such a great intro for me. Uh, uh, My name, again, is Dr. Michael Fitch uh, with Concierge Medicine of Alaska uh, and ProHealth. And so we are in the the market of making sure that everyone uh, optimizes and lives their their health to the the utmost. Um, You know, there are so many things in today's normal wear and tear, that just really over time wears down. Uh, Every day as we grow older, we put a little bit more wear and tear on our body. We bring in a little bit more toxins that cause a little bit more dramatic effects on our body cells. And And if we're not careful about it, then this overuse or bringing in these things can cause some disease. And one of the diseases that we're going to talk about today is diabetes. Uh, Last week, we talked briefly about diabetes and and diabetes type 1 and also diabetes type 2. Um, And so for those who may, you know, uh, may wish to go back and listen to that topic again, you can go on to the ultimateullc.com. Um, we should have all the links to all the topics that we've done in the past and get a little bit more information uh, about diabetes. And I think before then we talked a little bit briefly about hypertension, two huge topics that are 
essential to understanding how they come on and how to ward against them. Uh, but let me just give a quick recap. So type 1 diabetes is diabetes where your body produces no insulin. And type 2 diabetes is where your body produces insulin, but the insulin is resistant to your cell. So just to kind of go off those two topics, we'll go into a little bit more detail so that everybody gets to understand uh, as we continue going. So, again, the, when we are – when we're eating – and we're and, and we're alive. Our bodies run off of a fuel that we call blood sugar, or called glucose. So glucose and blood sugar mean the same thing. And that blood sugar has to get into the cell in order to in order to start the chain reaction for call, for creating energy and life inside of the cell. And the way that that blood sugar gets into the cell is with insulin. And so we talked briefly, so we talked earlier about type 1 diabetics have no insulin at all, and type 2 diabetics have produced insulin, but the insulin is not enough. It is not enough insulin to function correctly. So let me just kind of take a step, and, and let's, talk about a, let's talk about type 2 diabetes, type 2 diabetes because it's the diabetes that affects most of us Throughout the course of uh, throughout the course of our life, so Erica, remember last week I, I gave a huge statistic that fifty percent of people, one in tw- one one in two people in one two persons, um, would be diagnosed with um, type two diabetes or pre diabetes within the next five years. This is for adults, but another huge topic, is, I mean another huge uh, um, uh, ratio is that one in three children, by the time they grow up, will also be diagnosed with diabetes. So we see that it starts early. We see that the whole aspect of becoming predisposed to diabetes starts early. And that's because of what and how much we, we are eating. So in essence, we have become a very rich Society. We've become a society that can afford to have a lot of groceries, can afford to have a lot of meals, and that's wonderful. However, we're break, we're taking in some at some point we're taking in more calories or more sugar um, than what our bodies can handle at any given time. Mm-hmm. So when we eat food, our our bodies break that food down into blood sugar. And a third of that blood sugar is sent into the blood. Is, is all the blood is all the blood sugar goes into the bloodstream, and the blood sugar goes into the cell. And whatever cannot be used in the cell then continues to float around in the bloodstream, or gets deposited in, into fat cells. The so the the blood sugar that continues to float around in the bloodstream is toxic and it can damage other organs, including our pancreas, our main, our main source for where the insulin is produced. So what happens is that now we are, we are causing more damage. Not only can we not produce enough insulin to push blood sugar into the cells, but we're causing even more damage to the pancreas 
then and 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 now the pancreas is not going to be functioning to produce even more insulin in the long term. So how do we stop that whole process? Well, it's really about lifestyle modifications. The more that we eat at one given time, then the more blood sugar that we our bodies have to deal with at that one given opportunity. And the problem is that our blood cells can only take in but a finite, a certain amount of blood sugar. So if I can make a comparison, if my body could only take in a teaspoon of sugar, but I just fed myself five teaspoons of sugar, then where does that other four teaspoons of sugar go? Well, it goes to be stored as fat, or it goes to continue to be floating around in the bloodstream, causing more damage to our other organs, our pancreas, like I mentioned earlier, but also organs like our blood vessels, our heart, our brain, and our kidneys. And so type 2 diabetes, if we're not careful, can really lead us to go on and having heart attacks and strokes just based on having type 2 diabetes in and of itself. So a lot of us are, you know, are, are over-consumers, and that overconsumption of food, especially at one given time, will continue to cause us to have obesity and continue to cause us to have increased risk of developing diabetes. So we really want to talk, today about having great nutritional approach to how do we eat. One philosophy in, in, in the past was, for, especially for weight loss, is if I, skip, if I skip a meal, then I will take down my daily intake of calories and I should lose weight. So a lot of people tend to skip meals, whether they skip breakfast, or they skip lunch, or they skip dinner. You know, I have a lot of my patients, Erica, who really just kind of, who when they first came to me, said, Dr. Fitch, I really only eat one major meal a day, and that's it. For the rest of the day, I drink coffee or I drink water, but I only drink, but I really only eat once a day, and, I'm, and, I, and I don't understand why I'm not losing weight. Well, the problem in that is twofold. So if we go back and we talk about diabetes, when that person does eat um, that one meal, many people are very hungry because they haven't eaten all day long, and so they eat a very large amount. So, again, they eat a lot of food that gets turned into blood sugar um, all in one sitting. The second problem about that is that the body is is very the body becomes very much programmed that I'm only going to eat once a day, and if I'm only going to eat once a day, if I only go, get fuel once a day, then I should only burn energy during that time period, not all day long. So this is a term called metabolism. So if we overconsume or we especially eat in very in very irregular or sporadic ways, 
then we can cause our metabolism, our body's ability to produce energy and break down fat, to slow down. And that becomes another issue that drives our our fat production, our weight gain, um, our our collection of blood sugar in our in our bloodstream um, down if we lower our metabolism. So right. in That's order it. to Um, So you really bring out a really good point because people seem to have the concept of, I want to lose weight, I need to push back. I hear people say, you want to lose weight? Push back. Push back from the table. You know, don't eat so much. But like you said, people end up getting so hungry that they not only overeat, but it's their choices in what they eat, right? Because if they, you know, maybe choose, if they make healthier choices, then it would be less um, damaging to them if, you know, in the cases where they're limiting their calories. Is that correct? A hundred percent, Erica. Certain foods break down into sugar quicker than others. So, for example, uh, if I ate um, ate potato chips, potato chips break down into sugar very quickly. If I ate fruit, fruit breaks down into sugar very quickly. So if I eat a lot of these particles, if I eat a lot of these uh, specific types of foods, then the blood, then my blood sugar can spike very quickly because it breaks down into sugar very quickly. But at the same time that it spikes very quickly, Erica, it doesn't last a very long time. And so my blood sugar can drop over the course of the next hour or two and then I'm re and then I'm re-triggered to be hungry again because my blood sugar fell. And the way my body senses that is go eat again. Other foods such as uh, other other foods such as complex foods, including some of our um, some of our proteins, break down into sugar slower. So even though they may not spike quickly like fruits and some of our carbohydrates, they last a long time. So if you have a mixture, if you have proteins in your diet, then the then your blood sugar level stays stays uh steady for a little bit longer. And you don't and you don't have that signal that goes to your brain that says, I need to eat again. And one of the hugest things, Erica, that I that I always want to talk to my patients about is making is is keeping your blood sugar level throughout the course of the day. The more that we can keep our blood sugar level through the course of the day without these spikes and dips, then the better off our, that our metabolism can be, and the better off our pancreas and our insulin production can be as well. Um, we we find that when we have these spikes and and drops in our blood sugar, that's when most of the disease sets in. Um, and so let me let me give a, another comparison. Our body is like a furnace, and so our body's temperature wants to stay nice and flat all day long, just like the like just like a the thermostat in your house or a campfire, you don't want to get the house super cold in order to reheat it all the way up again 
or make it very hot and then and then try to cool it down all the way as well. You know, Erica, we're I'm here in Alaska right now, and so we're big campers here. We all like to go out and camp and 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 sit around a nice campfire. And so one of the biggest things that I learned about a campfire growing up is that you always want to keep the campfire going with little twigs and little logs all along. That will produce your mate, that will produce your highest fire. But a lot of times a new camper, a person who hasn't done a lot of camping or, or managed a lot of campfires, what they tend to do is they wait for the fire to start to die down, and then they throw a big log on top of the fire. And and I don't know if you know what that does, but it smothers the flame. Right. And and instead of getting a nice hot fire, all you tend to get is a lot of waste and smoke. And so that's what we that's what we see a lot of people doing with their diet. Instead of keeping their blood sugar level all day long, instead they wait for they don't they don't eat all day long. They allow their blood sugars to drop, and then they eat a heavy meal, and their bodies can't take because their metabolism's already turned down. Their bodies cannot manage that large amount of food all at one time. Right. Once once that happens, when that happens, when your metabolism turns down, then the resistance, the insulin resistance goes up because the body is not used to taking in that that amount of energy because it's not used to spending that amount of energy. So in order to fix diabetes, in order to fight against diabetes, what we need to do is to keep our body in a high-gear metabolism state. And we can easily do that in, the, in, a, in a, uh, a few ways. The first way that we can do it, is to make sure that we're not skipping any meal. Our brains are very designed. Our brains are very designed around time frames, Erica. Um, so when we go greater than four hours, then our brains shift into starvation mode. So if you go more than four hours, now you are fasting. Uh, wow. You're going. Doctor, yep, I'm so happy you said that because there's so many different, so much information out there that it's confusing for people. Because um, you have people saying you should go five hours without eating, or you should eat every three hours. And so, um, just thank you for clearing that up. Four hours, and then your body goes into starvation mode. That's right. You know that's you know, and there's there's a give and take you know, especially about a person's own specific metabolism. But I like to always talk to my patients about keeping four hours as your as your key as your key time in your brain. So if you go greater than four hours, then whatever was eat whatever was eaten at the beginning, so let's say time zero, by the time four hours has gone by all of that food has been processed. It has either been used as energy or it has been stored as fat. And if you don't eat within the next 30 minutes to an hour, then your body will start to have to produce. It starts to, it starts to go into its fasting period, 
in which it says, I have to produce my own sugar. And we call that process gluconeogenesis, producing new blood sugar. That's producing new blood sugar without eating. But the funny thing about that, Erica, and let me clarify this because this is a huge misconception as well, is that that gluconeogenesis, where does that product come from? Where does my body get the the building material to build the new uh, uh, energy? It doesn't take, come from I'm gonna fat. Take a stand. I'm going to take a stand at that. I'm oh. not sure, but I think it's going to be muscle. Exactly. Right. You're exactly right, Erica. It comes from muscle. It's, it, it, muscle produces a better source of sugar or a better source of glucose than what fat does. And if you think about it, Erica, it sort of makes sense. You want to preserve your brain, which is mostly, compo- mostly composed of fat. You want to preserve your brain if you were stranded out on an island or somewhere very remote to be able to think about how to get out of this situation. So I would rather break down my muscle and preserve the ability to think of how I can get out of this dangerous situation. So your body tends to preserve fat and break down muscle once you start getting into this starvation time period. The funny thing about that process, Erica, is that when it breaks down muscle, two things happen. The body breaks down muscle very efficiently, and it produces a huge amount of sugar. I'm talking about, Erica, I've seen people's blood sugars during this phase of gluconeogenesis go all the way up to 300, and that's, that's very high. So instead of being able to continue, again, instead of being able to continue to control and keep your blood sugars nice and level in the 100s or 150s, if you start fasting, if you stop skipping meals, then your blood sugar will drop into the 50s, and then your body goes through gluconeogenesis because you have not eaten, and then your blood sugar goes up into the 300s and back and forth all day long until you eat again. And so that's what we're doing to our bodies, and it's such a huge damaging effect by skipping, number one, by skipping meals. Yes. The second problem about that is that the more muscle that you break down, muscle is the only thing that keeps fat in control. Other than a normal diet, muscle is the only thing that keeps fat in control. So the more muscle that you lose, then the more fat you will gain. Mm-hmm. You always hear people talk about, you know, what's my muscle-to-fat ratio? And you will notice that as you lose muscle, your fat ratio goes up because muscle controls the amount of fat that's in your body, especially your lean muscle. Now, I got a question, Dr. Fitch. Now, when Go you ahead. say lose muscle, can you get muscle back? Once you lose it, is it gone forever, or are there things that you can do to regain the muscle back? You know, Erica, that's a great question. Now, and, and, and it's a very difficult answer. Yes, you can regain that muscle back. However, you will not 
the, the problem about a significant amount of that lean muscle that you had when, from starting out, you gained as a young adult when your estrogen and your testosterone were at their highest levels. So that lean muscle that your body laid down as the foundation of what your body type is, is very much dependent during that stage of puberty and young, adult, and young adulthood. So if you are now, and a lot of people will can, can recall, says, you know what, I think Dr. Fitch is, is, is on to something. Because when I was a young adult, it didn't matter how much I ate, I could lose the energy, I could lose the fat real quickly within a couple of days. But now that I'm older and I eat, it seems like the fat just kind of sticks on. The problem, and, and where that comes from, Erica, is because as we get older, those hormones that I just spoke about, estrogen and testosterone, slowly start to decrease. So as they slowly start to decrease, then we, then we lose the ability to reproduce that muscle that, we have, that, we're, that we're losing. So, so if you're losing muscle because you're starving yourself to, to death, then you may find it very difficult to get 100% of that muscle back. Now, yes, you can halt the rate of deterioration, and that's what we really want to talk to our patients about, is we know whatever got you to this point, you know, whatever got you to this point, um, we, we, we understand it, we appreciate it, and let's, let's make some other changes. Let's not look backwards. Instead, let's halt the rate of deterioration today. Let's talk, let's talk to a doctor. Let's talk to a nutritionist. Let's talk to a lifestyle coach today, such as yourself, Erica, who can give great information about great foods, timing of foods, and lifestyle choices in order to halt the rate of muscle breakdown and to get some of that muscle and fitness back. And so that's a huge thing. So the long and short answer. Does that answer that okay for you? Yes, yes. thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are just some, those are some of the biggest topics uh, when it comes to type 2 diabetes. Insulin resistant. I want everybody to, to understand type 2 diabetes means insulin resistance. And we can and we can overcome this resistance in two ways. Number one, the more energy that we put out, the more active that we become, then we have found that the resistance goes down. And that makes sense. Because if we're active and we're spending energy, then the body starts saying, I need more the cells start saying, I need more energy. And so Functionally, physiologically-wise, the resistance goes down. However, on the, on the opposite side, the, more, the better that our diet is, the better that we just kind of keep our blood sugar at a nice and level pace without these spikes and drops, then that also will take away some of that resistance. Because remember, some of that resistance came simply because the cell was getting bombarded by having too much sugar. So once we stop bombarding the cell door, 
with all of this extra sugar and, and, re, and, and extra insulin, then again, the resistance goes down as well. So with that being said, it's very possible to, uh, to completely reverse diabetes and be a person and be a diabetic who is 100% diet controlled, meaning that this person has diabetes. You never lose the diagnosis of diabetes once you're diagnosed. But we can either prevent a person from getting diagnosed with diabetes or once a person is on diabetes, we can really get them off a lot of their medications and just have a healthy lifestyle, um, um, a healthy lifestyle choice. And that has been shown to prove that has been shown to have the best outcomes on your health. So a diabetic who is diet controlled, meaning they don't even have to take medications like metformin or insulin. Has a, has a better chance of not having a heart attack or stroke than a person who is on medication. But if you're on medication, it's also very important that you talk, you talk with a nutritionist and a doctor in order to make sure that you're controlled, your diabetes is controlled with the medication that you're taking. Because, because again, statistically wise, a diabetic who is whose blood sugar is controlled with or without medication has a less incidence of having a heart attack or stroke than a diabetic whose blood sugar is not controlled at all. Wow, that's that's really good news. And that is what we're all about here at The Ultimate You, and we're so grateful to have you on our team as our medical advisor and uh, we have programs to, to help people making significant lifestyle changes, uh, showing them what to eat and when to eat. Um, a great way to get started is with our detox challenge. It's seven days. Um, clients who have gone through the challenge, the most thing, the most that they experience is weight loss first, and then energy, because it is uh, focused around limiting that sugar. Uh, coming in um, the way we tend to eat on a regular basis, and everything we eat converts to sugar. Um, and so we really have our hands around this whole concept of of how to help people making these um, different lifestyle choices. So just want to have folks to understand that that's what we do. We're holistic health coaching services. Um, Dr. Fitch is our medical advisor, and, and I and I do the nutrition advice. So if you need more information, feel free to reach out to us. The website is www.theultimateullc.com, and you can send us an email at theultimateullc at gmail.com. Dr. Fitch, would you like to say anything before we wrap the call up tonight? Um, you know, the, one of the biggest things that's out there <clears throat> One of the biggest studies that's out there nowadays is we, we talk about lifestyle modification, Erica, which is huge, and I'm very thankful that, you know, uh, that you're here for people to, to be able to, to access you. That's been shown to be one of the major staples in, uh, in having a healthy life and in, in controlling diabetes. The second is also our, our medications for managing our diabetes and managing our high blood pressure because diabetes 
and high blood pressure go go uh, hand in hand with uh, with causing disease down the road. But one of the third aspects as well that we kind of briefly touched based on today's in today's show was some of our hormone optimization. So as we are getting closer towards uh, uh, our 40s and our 30s, and we're losing that muscle mass because our estrogen and our testosterone are uh, are decreasing. There are a lot of doctors who are also, um, such as myself, who are also able to talk to our patients about optimizing these essential hormones in order to in order to give you that uh, th- that same building structure and same building strength that you had at those younger years at those younger years so again if you have any questions about how do you um, maximize your medication uh, again it'd be a great place for uh, you to reach out and to touch base with us here at the ultimate you as well great awesome awesome so uh, this will be our the end of our call for tonight, and we hope that you'll be able to join us next week on the call. Thank you, everyone, and good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.